Hey everyone out there, this is the inaugural episode of the Gloves Are Off Sports Show. My name is Jim Drummer, this here is my co-host, Jim Bruno. Tonight, this week, we're going to be talking about the Eagles' woes against Green Bay, what's coming up in the Bengals, what happened to this team. Wow, has it gotten bad from worse. We're going to be talking about the Flyers playing well. You know, the defense is coming together, the offense is doing what it does. We'll be talking about the latest in the UFC with this uh, Fighters Association, this union thing. And uh, Conor McGregor also getting his boxing license in California, so that'll be something. And we'll talk a little bit about even the, uh, the WWE pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. We'll go over oh a couple boy. matches and that. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Jim, what has happened to this team? 3-0. 3-0 oh start. Looking good. Looking like world beaters. I don't know if it's a situation where the, uh, the league caught up to Carson. Possible. Lane Johnson going out. We can't forget that. That was That's huge. Um, he's not, he obviously doesn't look as comfortable behind the line as he used to. You got a defense that refuses to carry the team anymore. Yeah, well, I, that's the thing with the, with the way the line's playing and the, the... The pass rush isn't there anymore, the turnovers aren't there anymore. Yeah, but I mean, you're asking, you're basically asking them to go out there and win you a game, and oh yeah, by the way, we'll score a couple points, kind of make it competitive. Yeah, but I mean, what was that, one hit on Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? No sacks, one hit. Dude, how quickly was, was he getting? Twice. How quickly was he getting that ball out? Uh, I've three, never three, in my entire life seen something like quick that. Quick throw, McGraw. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding at all. I mean, the third down conversion rate they had on us was disgusting. Absolutely. 71%. And here's the thing: third down. Hey, they're going to uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah. And what do they do? Boom, Randall Cobb. Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. Not only that, but the third down percentage, their, their rate of success on a third down, seventy-one percent. Yeah. It has only been recorded as being that high once before in Eagles history. They didn't start tracking this stuff until 1990, the third down Jesus stuff. Christ. And it's happened once before to us, where it's got that high. It was against the Raiders. The quarterbacks were Jeff Hostetler and Randall Cunningham. Holy Cunningham's God. last game as an Eagle, actually. Hey, look at you pulling out, the, time. pulling out the facts. I like it. I mean, it's absolutely abysmal. Sure is. So, my question is, where do we go from here? What do we do? Where do we go to draft board? That's where we go. <laughs> okay, that's the only place that it's going to work for us, right? You need a receiver. You need a corner. You can't afford both. In You're going to have to draft one. So what do you think is the, the better option? Uh, you know, I think if you can get a guy on the cheap like a Pierre Garçon and get a couple of years out of him and maybe yeah. draft a corner, or you could go... You draft a guy like Juju Smith, who, you know, you're going to have to get up high to get him. You're going to have to lose a couple more games to get, get a guy like Juju Smith. Not too many more. I mean, he's not going to go that high. Yeah, he's not. That's um, That was reading over some mock drafts, you know, mock drafts in November yeah. and December. But uh, Yeah, I I personally, I think, and we've talked about this before, and you just kind of brought up a name that's been intriguing to me. I've been on Jeffrey's train, Sean Jeffrey. Been on that train for the last year and a half. Train man, right to the rehab clinic. Right to the rehab clinic. <laughs> So, a couple of things with that. You throw him a uh, a contract that they did Lane Johnson when he got popped for the PEDs. Sure. Yeah, you know, the first time, all your guaranteed money gets, you know, it's gone. If And that's where Lane is right now. So, maybe you do something like that. A lot of people are saying they don't know that Jeffrey is a uh, number one receiver. Right. We need, we need, we can't fuck this up. 
We need a number one receiver. We do. Bar none, without a doubt. There's no question about it. No more games. So, that's why I'm saying in the draft, you're probably not going to get that guy. You're going to need somebody immediate. You're actually, if you fuck this up. Well, if you're going to play win now, yeah. If you fuck this up, you're stunting Carson Wentz's growth. Are you, though? You I mean, absolutely are. He wasn't even supposed to be in there at this point. But he is. But the situation is, is right. he is where he is. He's going to develop bad habits. He's going to get down on himself. To. Exactly. He's thrown off his back foot like you wouldn't fucking He's overthrowing guys. Over, and then overthrowing guys. And interception is, late was disgusting. Overthrowing guys is a, a huge product of a rookie uh, rookie quarterback. Or not just Carson, any rookie quarterback. Sure. When they, sail, when they throw a ball, like a shitty ball, it's normally high. And they normally yeah. get picked off. And that's what happens when you don't trust your line. Right. Because really, who's he got in front of him? You're trying to get that ball out as far as you can, as fast as you can. Exactly. It's a, it's a lack of aim. It's a lack of aim. <laughs> it's just, he's, he, I don't know, either he got hit so hard to play before that he thought he was a Packer for a second there. It could have been that, too. <laughs> and that's, you know, that goes back to play calling, too. We were running the ball play down. Play calling's atrocious. Running the ball down their throat. And what do we do? We stop running it. Okay, yeah. we got down by some. But if it's working, it's eventually... You're down by get... three, you start trying every play. Yeah. <laughs> we were down by four after halftime. We figured out, what to, figured out how to run the ball. Panic. You know, it was... Uh, what was it? Something like... Green Beckham. Had a great start. And then great disappeared. Start. That's just, just like... Uh, I just talked about Randall Cobb. Yeah. They, we took him away from them. They they took Green Beckham away from us. Yeah. So, what are you doing that in that case? As an offensive lineman, the easiest thing for you to do, or the easier of the two things to do, is to run block because you're pushing forward. That's yeah. all you're doing. You're pushing forward. Push. When you're pass blocking, you're backing up. You're, you know, I mean, right. you're, you're getting into that position. So, you got, uh, Vitae was out. Okay. Last second, uh, Brooks goes out. He's in the hospital with food poisoning right. or something. And so, who do we got? Uh, they put in Wisniewski, and they did this, and they, they shuffled the line. Wisniewski is actually a great player. Yeah. I just, first off, I don't think they want him starting because they know that he's going to take uh, Kelsey's job. Sure. Kelsey is on his way out, and Wisniewski is not a bad center. He, he's played 70 games in the NFL, starting like 67 of them as a center. Yeah. Centers play guard. That's cool. They're all interior linemen. You know, sure. they're interchangeable. Now, what I want, what I spoke to you about earlier off uh, off air here, it's a little article that I picked up uh, scrolling through Facebook or whatever. It says, who will the Eagles cap casualties be after the season? So my question to you is, who do we get rid of? Because we only got $500,000 under the cap next year. Well, Matthews is gone. What's that say us? You don't need him and he's hurt all the time. Ryan Matthews we're talking about? Yeah. I'm almost 100% sure, and I'll, uh, I'll go through this, uh, this list here or whatever. And I know he is mentioned on the list. I'm sure. I'm thinking it's somewhere around it saves you four million dollars. You may have you may have a two million dollar cap hit after that. Uh, but so I mean, he's got to go. You don't need him. He's just he's not. He's not the guy. No, no, he's never. He, you his got his whole career. Back there. He, you got Barner back there. Yeah, Smallwood Barner. I mean, they even got a uh, the ageless Darren Sproul. Yeah. <laughs> and this other dude, uh, Byron. What the hell's his name? He's a duck. Sure. Chip, of course, Chip. Chip picked him up. As long as it's not Byron Maxwell. I think that might actually be no, his last name. I know that's the cornerback, yeah. but I'm telling you. All right, so Ryan Matthews is going to count $5 million against the salary cap. You can actually save $4 million by cutting him. Why? Yep, no uh, no big deal there. Right? No, that's a guy. All right, so on this list here, interesting one. The guy who played very well for Chip in a 3-4. We convert over to a 4-3. And the uh, this article here, guy makes really, really good points. Uh, Jimmy Kemsky uh, article here. From the Philly Voice. 
awesome point that he makes. Does he pay us? He's not paying. Don't say his name again. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so he's a guy. That, you know, you ask a guy. Uh, ask a guy to do a couple of different things to go out in the coverage to to uh, to rush the quarterback. All these things. Right. They're asking him. You know, he's he's good at them, but he doesn't excel at anything. He's good at a lot, but jack of all trades, master, master, master none. Or none exactly. Yeah. So he's another guy. Uh, on he counts eight point three five million against. He saved this? Barwin. Connor Barwin. Eight point three five million. Wait for the name. <laughs> eh, sorry, he counts uh, eight point three five against, and oh, that's tough. Seven point seven five if you cut him. It's tough. It's one of those things. You say, I'm cut sorry. You be. you save him. You, yeah. So you're. It's like a million dollar. It's six hundred thousand dollar cap hit to get rid of him. That's tough. Why? What's he doing? Yeah, but what could he do? And that's the thing. Is he really this bad? Yeah, I think he is. He's never know. he's never been a, a, a three four end or I'm sorry a four three end. Was he bad last year? He hurt last year, wasn't he? He was in a three four situation yeah, where he was standing up. Right. So your outside linebackers are going to rush more. Right. Well, here's one another guy that we you and I talked about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I don't think he's played as badly as he has. He may be a bit of a gambler because he gets beat. The Otis McKelvin. Oh, bye. Three point four five. Three point four five. He sucks against the cap. You save 3.2 if you cut him. He's a warm body. That's what he is. You need somebody to put out there. This guy over here, they're saying, can they find a trade partner for him? Sure, you could probably now, get a kicking net off of Cincinnati for him. Well, actually, it may not be a bad idea. Cause, uh, wasn't that, Didn't that kicking net take out OD? Uh, it did, yeah. Uh, did a better job covering him than we did. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Kendricks is uh, $6.6 million. Right. You cut him, you only save 1.8. So you're talking about 4.8, you're on the hook for him regardless. He's serviceable. He's worth, yeah, it's, it's worth another shot, or at least another year. See him playing any games in Hawaii anytime soon, but... <laughs> Most guys don't. They just uh, yeah. they get it. Right. You know, they say they're going to go. He might actually play a game in Hawaii because the good players won't play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, cut or trade. I've been saying this for the last at least two years. Cut him. Steve sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kelsey. Got him. Yeah. See, I just said no until you brought up Wisniewski. That's that's not a good. That's that's what he's done. He's, he plays center. So Kelsey's six point two against the cap. Here's why you keep him. Oh God. You only save three point eight. So what? You save for three point eight. Yeah, I mean, still money in the bank. Yeah. Hey, is Duck WWE fucking uh, paying us here? Right. How much is he bring up this shit? <laughs> now they get kind of st- he gets kind of stupid on here. A guy like uh, Alan Barbary again, another another jack of all trades, master sure, of none, a serviceable body. He's you know he counts one point nine five against the cap. Uh, you save one point eight if you get rid of him. So you pretty much save everything if you cut him. But yeah, but he's look, one of these guys I cut if you need to. If you need that money, then yeah, he's exactly. Expendable. And he's not the guy that. You know, the cut. But unless, like, if you're actually negotiating with somebody, if you're negotiating with a Pierre Garçon, he's like, you know, I'd really like 108, 1.8 more. And you go, all right, Barbara's gone, there you go. You know? Yeah, but <laughs> think about it. He's a guard, he plays guard and tackle. Sure. So, he, again, master of none, you know, yeah. jack of all trades. But he doesn't play the other in particularly great, so. I uh, asked Clay Matthews how he played on uh, Monday. Yeah, it depends on whether or not you're looking then. <laughs> <laughs> actually, if you watch a couple of plays, he was throwing, 
It wasn't just Clay Matthews who was coming up against him. He was throwing people to the ground all game long. Julius Peppers fucking threw him to the ground a couple times. God, Julius Peppers is still around. And he's playing at a high level. Yeah. Believe it or not. The next guy he talks about is Marcus Smith. 2.8, or I'm sorry, 2.4 against the cap, and uh, you save 1.4. You know what? He's showed me enough this year. Again, for two point four, you can go. A million, we're talking a million dollars. He's the kind of guy you keep. He doesn't play special. He doesn't play special teams. He may wind up being a Brandon Graham. Maybe. He may wind up being a Brandon Graham. In that case, you get rid of him. (laughs) All right, so guys that we're going to be stuck with. Got Nelson Aguilar. No, God, you got to find someone to get taken. Someone needs a receiver somewhere. No, there's got to Well, be. he's not the answer, then, if you need a receiver. Didn't the Niners want him earlier this year? No. Oh, God. I thought they wanted him for uh, Torrey Smith. Smith no. yeah. God, i make that trick today. I don't know. I, I guess seeing how Baylor, but Torrey Smith's getting a lot of fucking money. Yeah. A lot of fucking money out there. All right. So here comes one I've been battling. what he stated. Better than these guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> one I've been batting around for a while. I've no, known it's coming. And this is for my guy who bats things around a lot. Yep. Jason Peters. Jason Peters. 11-2 against. Is he done? 11-2 against. Oh. You save 9.2. Who's replaced him? Lane Johnson's is his replacement. All right, so who's his replacement the other 10, 12 games of the year? Well, no, nah, he gets he gets popped one more. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's gone for that's, two years. Yeah, that's a dangerous, I think, dangerous proposition. Honestly, I think Vitae has shown enough. You don't have to be a world he's, beater on the no. right tackle side. You really don't. He had a rough start, but he's... He's getting comfortable. That first game was a disaster. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you know what? That was on Doug. Shouldn't have been in there to begin with. One of my buddies was talking about it. He he chipped him a lot. He used the tight end and, right. and Brent Brent Selleck, who's just what this an extra offensive lineman this year, right? And it sucks for him, but that's the way it's going. So really, what it comes down to is there is money out there if we want to make some make some deals and cut some guys, and there is some fat to trim. I just don't know that Alshon Jeffrey's the guy. No, he's not. I think, honestly, what you need to do is go serviceable, free agent, wide receiver. Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon. He's maybe even there. D-Jack. Kenny Britt. Yeah. He's another one. He's another Kenny Britt's tombstone is going to read what could have been. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the truth. But who knows? Maybe it'll happen. Yeah, who knows? My biggest my biggest thing, though, that I'm going to say is we have all of our picks this year. You know, we got thank God for the Bradford trade. Thank God they suck. So, yeah. The biggest thing that I think that you need to do is you need to go out and get yourself a Pierre Garçon. You need to go out and get yourself a a cornerback, yeah. both in free agency, serviceable guys. Then you need to turn around in the first and second round and draft wide receiver or cornerback. Or draft a replacement down the line. Dra- exactly. There was a guy, and I, I forget his name now. I think he's from the Texans right now. Which, don't laugh, they're actually winning some games now. Is that A.J. Boyer? Yeah, you got it. Is. That's the name I brought up to right. you. Right, I looked at his uh, projected salary on one of these things. He certainly so, looks serviceable. He does, and, you know. He doesn't look much be, more than that, but he looks serviceable. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of picks, so you couldn't really expect that from him. But, again, that's not really. That's not the ultimate stat. It's not. Asante Samuel had a ton of picks. Asante Samuel was a man, though. <laughs> he had a ton of picks. How many tackles did he have? Until he destroyed his, his genitals. <laughs> what was that injury? <laughs> he had something bad. Like, he ripped his nuts open or something. Yeah, I don't even remember. That was awful. All right, so why don't we talk a little bit about the Flyers? I haven't, uh, haven't heard you talk much. Uh, we'll get there. Strong quick, what do you, How do you see this Bengals game going? Bengals, the Bungles. Well, news came out today that Matthews isn't playing. Vitae isn't playing. Jordan Matthews, uh, Ryan Matthews is definitely out. Um, Jordan Matthews. Is questionable. The Eagles just signed, and just the conspiracy theory. Oh, receiving you know. cords, all questionable. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
He may, uh, Matthews is questionable. They just signed a guy to the practice squad, so that means he's going to travel to Cincinnati with them. Because we have no, no backups. No warm bodies. There, there are none. We're ran none out. Left. Uh, I mean, that Josh Huff, it actually, it's coming back to bite us in the ass. And uh, you know what? That was uh, still the right decision to cut his ass. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say it wasn't. You didn't think so at the time. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. I said, Is boy, he still over at Tampa's practice squad? Still there. Yeah. Still there. All right, I'm going to say that the uh, Eagles actually put together a win on the road because they're playing an out-of-conference team, and it really doesn't matter. An out-of-conference team that doesn't have A.J. Green. They don't have uh, Giovanni uh, Bernard. Gio Bernard, yeah. right. They do have Andy Dalton. Which does not work in their favor. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna. I uh, just looked at him like, "What are you nuts?" Andy yeah. Dalton. You know what this is? This game right here. It's right here. Is the Ginger Bowl? It's the Ginger Bowl. It is. Wow, <laughs> the Ginger Bowl. Holy smokes! I have to drink ginger beer while they watch it. Yeah. I'm, you know, I was thinking, you know, twenty-three ten Eagles. Maybe they get another touchdown at garbage time, but I don't see real. The way that the Eagles haven't been scoring points, I can't see more than like a. 17-14 game. Right. Either way. I'm thinking something Either around way. that, but maybe they get a late touchdown. That yeah, it could be. Cares I, I don't know. I, 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 You know what? I, I can't even say at this point. Small wood breaks for 60 yards or something, and everybody's kind of like, let's That's him, a guy we're going to have know? to talk about on another show. Uh, deserves a real real good look. Smallwood? Smallwood and Barner. We've talked about this. Yeah, Barner, I think, does. Uh, you know, he wasn't sold on Smallwood, and we talked about that before the Packer game, and then he showed up. Yeah. And, you know, now i got to look. There you go. But, yeah, moving on to the Flyers. Big week for the Flyers. A lot of lot of points, not not too many left on the table. It started with uh, the debut of the first New Jersey-born goaltender to play, start a game in the NHL with Anthony Stolarz. It was a big moment for him. It was a big moment for the team. The team said before. Big, big moment for us Jersey people. A big moment for us Jerseyans. Uh, the players were saying before when they announced that he was going to start, everybody but the coach announced that he was going to start. <laughs> the coach was like, yeah, we're not sure. And Mason's like, hey, good luck to the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Mason was just like, oh, I get a night off? Haxtell's looking at him like, you're such a dick. <laughs> the one save Mason didn't make. Oh, you mean the, uh... Mason's been outstanding lately, too. They even won a freaking shootout. Yeah, he won a couple. Nah, he won one in one overtime game. But that Stolarz game, the player said before that they were going to have to... They were going to have to cover for the kid. Mm-hmm. Play smarter in front of him. Put some points on the board. Yeah, you know, what, was, what was the score of that game? Take some pressure off. And they did. They won 5-3. Yeah. That's... And it was like 5-1 to one at one point. It was 5-3. And I was like, oh, I, I did. I was at work. And I'm getting the updates on my phone. I'm sitting there going, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, nice. no. Not nice. another. Because, I mean, the team, Flyers are they're known for these 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 third-period comebacks. But lately, it's yeah, been the these third-period meltdowns. Yeah, I mean, it really has. And it's, it's absolute meltdowns. That game against Toronto where they let up like four goals in the third period. They've let up more goals in the third period than any other team in the NHL right now. Jesus. And it's at like 30-something. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's well, I mean, it's it's about one a game. But it's not one a game because there was a lot of games where they did those comebacks in yeah. early in the season where they didn't let up any goals. They were real strong in the third period. So, it, you know, it's one of those things where if you look at it as a whole, it doesn't look all that impressive. Yeah, but, but then if you break it down, it's, oh, God, what's it been lately? So what do you attribute that to? The third period goals? I, their schedule has been absolutely hectic at the start of this. They've played, what, six back-to-backs now? I think they're playing their six back-to-back this weekend. And it's oh, a rough really? one. We're home against, oh, that's right. Tomorrow we're against one. the Blackhawks. Yeah. And then they fly out to Nashville and play the Predators the next day. I love those 1 o'clock games. I don't. I don't work till 4 in the morning and get up at 1 o'clock and watch the team. Yeah. <laughs> but I do it. You do it. I do it. I didn't, you know. All right, so where do you see this team going? 
I mean, it's still early. That's the million dollar question, isn't it? It's still pretty early in the hockey season, so we got to. They asked me a couple of weeks ago, maybe uh, you know they'll probably make the playoffs. Well, doesn't pretty much everybody make the playoffs in hockey? No, they don't. And in fact, not like basketball. Like and that. in fact, the Detroit Red Wings were in very real, da- real danger of breaking their streak. They made the playoffs twenty five years in a row. Well, they are not looking like they're going to do it this year. How many years did the Flyers have that going for them? A couple years ago, not anything near twenty five. It was like twenty. There's mm, yeah, it was like eighteen to nineteen years or something. But again, different area, different. And and that's the thing about Detroit is, and that's the thing. It's it's it it speaks to sustainability. It's almost like a like a New England Patriot style of uh, logic, where you know you you have all these savvy veterans, and when they leave, you're good. You built up somebody underneath him. it's the reason Jimmy Garoppolo was going to get paid yeah. until Brock Osweiler sucked. And everybody went, you know, this is happening a lot. I'm not sure about signing these backup QBs with big deals. Anymore. No, they're still at Cleveland Browns. Anyhow. They're still at Browns. Yeah. But uh, the team's been very, very successful of late. Like I said, they had a big week starting in Calgary. They got the win there. They went to Boston after that. Now they came home played Boston. Won a big shootout. Big shootout, big win. At, what, what, like nine rounds or something? Yeah, it was a long one. Yeah. It wasn't nine rounds, but it was tense in the fact that it was long, and at one point they had scored. It was like the third, fourth round, Voracek scored. And Boston immediately went right back and scored. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, keep going. Like, fuck, we were almost out of this, you know? Now, I'm going to show all of my hockey knowledge right here. Sure. How does the game end in a tie anymore? It doesn't. It doesn't? No. So they just do the shootout into... They went 14 rounds. Yeah. Jeez. They just keep going, and that's what, like, you look at who got the game winner, and who shot in that shootout, like, Robin Lobimov had a shot, Shane Gostisbehere got the winner, uh, yeah, you got a defenseman yeah. shooting in a shootout, and yeah. running out of options here, <laughs> like, I was waiting for Mason to come out there right. and take a shot, get Hextall down there, he's got a couple on his ass, yeah. hey, you got a playoff goal, God bless him. Yep, so, again, where are they going? Oh, God, I mean, big week, and then, you know, you went out to Ottawa, big, big night, big weekend for Claude Giroux. Yeah. He went out to Ottawa, got engaged. Got engaged. Went, scored a goal, scored another in overtime to win the game. Uh, you know, the Flyers are a team of uh, peaks and valleys. They always have been. Yeah, that's damn sure. And anytime they, they don't, anytime they just start winning, everybody shifts their pants. Oh, God, they're going to fucking kill everyone. Yeah. And then they don't. It's disappointing. Yeah. Well, it's been, what, 40 years? Their best runs are always when they just squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how they made it against the, uh, the Blackhawks. 2010, they had to yeah. win a shootout. To get yep. in against the Rangers in the last game of the season. And the Flyers in a shootout. Not a good uh, combination. Oh, it was then. Brian, uh, Brian Boucher. Yeah. Jesus. I almost said Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> the water boy. But, uh, right. This good H2O. But, uh, I, you know, as long as they don't get rained out like the Sixers, they should be all right. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I had them making the playoffs. Probably not doing a whole lot there. The late, late season was unfortunate. They never should have made the playoffs. They had that real strong push at the end. Yeah. By the time they got there, they were exhausted. There was nothing left. And it's, But, I mean, the team's been successful lately. They're winning more than they're losing. And I feel bad because you kind of look at it and you go, like, wow, this started to happen right around the time Neuberg got hurt and then Mason got hot. Is there a connection there? And it's one of those things where, you know, you look at it from, from the back and, well, we were doing this, and then this guy got hurt, now he's not playing, and now we're doing better. Mm-hmm. It is a causation or correlation and I, th- I think it's probably more correlate it's more of a coincidence than anything else i don't think neuvert is the reason we weren't struggling you didn't even play all the games so <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? mason wasn't very much better at the time either but i think that mason plays better under pressure and when you took away his safety net he started showing up uh 
That's an interesting theory, dude. Look at it. Look at that push he made at the end of last season. So he's got to be. He has Emily to be. Was his backup. He has to be the man, or he or he doesn't perform. It's got to be on him, or he doesn't show up. Yeah, I admire that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I'd admire it more if he showed up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no reason to put in the other guy except there, for to give play. him a blow, you know. But at the same time, it, it, there is something to be said for the fact that when they need him, he's there. Yep. And you know, good for him. So we'll put a, we'll put this to rest then. This you know, for right. a long time you were about oh they're gonna lose one of the two goalies with the, well, they are with gonna the Golden Knights coming in or whatever. It's a long season. If Neuver comes back and sets the world on fire, you got a conversation again. Yeah. Right now the conversation's closed. Right. Right now it's closed. Okay. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't even offer Neuver another contract right now. Wow. Really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, puts the lars in. It's undefeated. <laughs> All right. After the kid looked good, he looked confident. He didn't look scared. Yeah, we had a guy like that in um, in Philadelphia earlier this year. Yeah, now he's terrified. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, is that about wrapping up the Flyers for us? Uh, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of these things where if you get to the playoffs, it's anybody's guess. Yeah, it's always going to get hot at the right time. It's really what it comes down to. It's exactly. Pittsburgh what it comes last down year, to. they had Matt Murray, their backup, all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Yeah, and. Sure enough, carried him right through. Uh, every it, it does. I mean, it really comes down to what goalie gets hot at the right time. I think the team is good. I think this team's probably better than our record speaks, like I had said. I don't know. I think it was Herm Edwards that said it best. You are what your record says you are. Yeah, you play to win the game. Yeah, play to win the game. I might even mixing up quotes there. But Dennis nah. Green, is, they are who we thought they were. There you go. That's right. what else we do. Well, if he's so smart, then why is he dead? <laughs> oh, man, you're terrible. <laughs> I am. I'm terrible. But, uh, sorry. But, uh, I mean, it, you know, I think the team's good. I think they're better in their record. I think uh, the biggest stat that speaks to that is in 95% of their total game played, they have either have had the lead or have been tied in the third period. You got to shore that up. You got to. Yeah, I mean, that's just showing me a team that doesn't know how to win. That's, and I know we have a lot, of, a couple of young defensemen. I know, you know. Right, but it's a lot better than not ever having a lead or being yeah. tied in the third oh, period. Absolutely. Like, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's one of these things where you win your games and you lose, you win your wins and you lose your losses. But it's they're always in it. Yeah. And all it takes is that that little bit of spark. And that's who was uh, saying about you know go back to what I know the, the Eagles. I think it was Jaworski was saying this week that the Eagles. I mean, you're talking about a couple plays. Yeah. It's the C- Detroit, one of them, Ryan Matthews, Palmer. Sure. Uh, I, I know. I think the Eagles' record is probably better than it should be. Too. No, no, he's saying that the, the record should be better than what it is. No. They're close. They've been in every game. I don't want to, uh, you know, take your your hockey time here right. hostage. So what do you got? But you know, I, well, if they get there, I think this team can make a run. Okay. A lot of competition out there. Pittsburgh's real strong. The Rangers are real strong right now. Uh, Montreal's insane. Montreal is absolutely insane. And what about those sneaky ass Devils? Yeah. Are they what are they doing right now? You know, I don't. Boy, know. I haven't thought of the Devils all season. I don't really. I don't know. Yeah. You know when you start thinking about them when they start winning games towards the end of the year and they're making. Yeah, start make, thinking about when you start playing them. I don't think they've yeah. played them yet. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I think I think yeah, as a whole, the whole Flyers Devils rivalry has been usurped by the Flyers Rangers rivalry. Yeah, because it you know it, like I said, it, it peaks and valleys. The Rangers are a good team right now. The Devils just really aren't. Okay, buy it. And your biggest rival is always going to be the division team that's better. Sure. And I know that the divisions are different now. So like Washington's in our division and Tampa's in our division. But you can't really have that rivalry because there's no history there. These divisions are new. Not yet. They're only just new. Yeah. Not yet. It's going to take, you know, one team to knock the other team out of the playoffs one year or, or uh, maybe knock out one of their star players or something. If, you know, Tampa knocks out, gee, you know, injuries them. 
that could be a problem. And that start that's how rivalries start. I mean, they're not just something you write down on paper, like oh, we're geographically you know, close to each other in the same division or whatever. Right now, the Devils are one point below the Flyers. How does that make you feel? Uh, good. Because <laughs> we got one I point like on looking them. backwards and seeing <laughs> the Devils. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Twenty uh, second, we'll play them. So okay, that'll be that. But all right, so we also had some big, big, big news in UFC this this week. Yeah, it depends me. on your perspective, really. Okay. And this is this is going to be a discussion that might break out into an argument. I think the gloves are coming off here. Yeah. <laughs> the formation of the uh, Mixed Martial Arts Athletes Association, mm-hmm. the MMAAA. Good. AA after this. The biggest crook in MMA, Bjorn Rebney, involved. This is a guy who had Bellator undercard fighters fighting for seven hundred hours. He's going to push the fight to get these guys some money. Like, all of a sudden, he cares <laughs> he's got, about yeah, money. he's got their best interest because he lost right? his job. Now he wants to be an MMA again. Yeah. So, yeah. But and you got big names involved. You got George St. Pierre, who is a big name, but that guy hasn't fought in three years, and he really shows no interest in fighting. You know, I get he wants a new contract, this and that. But dude, you signed your contract. Go on, right? Come on, if you're really doing this for the fans, then go do it for the fans. Well, they're, they're, you're saying they're they had doing the show it. in Toronto. I mean, come on, nah. go fight the fight. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I mean, we talked negotiate about this your or... next contract, not the one you already signed. Yeah, well, unions pop up. That's the way they do. I'm sorry, players association. Association, yeah, we, we, that was one of the big con- contention points with this. Unions are illegal; they're independent contractors. Yeah, but once independent contractors go ahead and unionize, they're now a union. Right, but it's a reclassification. It's it's a whole bigger deal that takes a whole lot longer. It's just easier to be an association. <laughs> yeah, but but operating like a union. Sure. So. Um, I mean, you were talking about how like everybody's talking about how this could this could change things forever. This this could you could. But then you look at the Mixed Martial Arts Fighters Association, which was formed in August. And what happened? Nothing. You didn't even know. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. <laughs> and it, it, this is one of those things that crops up. The only difference between now and then is there's a concrete value in the UFC. It's on-court documents how much money they're bringing in because of the sale. Okay. The other thing is it's with this Athletes Association, the possibility of it just simply being a, a power play because you've got WME who owns WAM, WMING who owns UFC now. Mm-hmm. And you've got the CAA, which is a creative something or other agency. Okay. Creative assholes, yeah. is what I'm going to call them. And they're the main chief business rival of WME. Okay. And now all of a sudden, WME buys the UFC, and, I mean, these guys are talking, this has been months in the making. Usually is. This association. So, now all of a sudden, their chief rival comes out and goes, we're going to unionize the fighters. No, but you no, really want to unionize the fighters? Of players, you're going to associate the fighters. Yeah. Okay. Do you really want to... Are you really looking out for the fighters' best interest here? Or are you just trying to stick it to your fucking rival? I think in... Sometimes... You just picked up a cash machine. <laughs> sometimes in life, the... I guess you would say the uh, people's goals line up together. For yeah, sure. he wants to stick it to, to UFC. Got sure. it. Got it. But at the same time, he's taking... And taking pay... Uh, taking care of those fighters. If there's some kind of a retirement program, if it's a real true association or union where these guys have something when they're done. And truth be told, I'm not a union guy. I'm, I'm in the yeah. construction industry. I don't see the usefulness the of the union. Nobody has any idea who's financing this. Hey, like you said, it's brand new. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Kind of like this show. It's, they're, they're, you know, they're basically, they're like, yeah, player, fighters get suspended. They get, they get fined. This, that, the other thing. 
but we have a union created by fighters for fighters where the fighters it's, it's basically going to be wrestlers court where they're just like okay well we'll decide this you guys are good that's fair but they're represented by these fighters george st pierre kane velasquez donald cerrone these are well-known big fighters Where's representation for the little guys? Where's representation for, uh, you know... Well, I mean, you gotta... You, Joe Bum Jablomi, who's fighting on the undercard. You gotta... Where's I the women? The, I see your point. I absolutely, positively see your point. You gotta... I mean, we don't know, first off, what it is. You say it's an association. Sure. We both say it's gonna be a union. Okay, it's gonna be a union. Great. Now, what does that union do? What do they do for their fighters? Get them more money. Get them more... Money isn't the everything. It is for them. That's the biggest issue. Same thing with football and baseball union, but there's also programs in there. There's also stuff that happens, and you know they're saying right now UFC fighters get eight percent of the total profits, which I don't think is true. There's no documentation. Dion Rebney said it, and then he, I think it was eight percent, and then he said like he has the documentation, but he left it in his hotel room or something, and he didn't have it with him. And I was like, yeah, sure so, you did, Bjorn. <laughs> so right now, look at the, uh, for instance, going back to the NFL Historic so press conference, and you forget your notes. Come <laughs> on now. <laughs> No, the uh, the NFL union. You know, the players are getting sixty five. Players Association. Yeah, NFLPA. Sure. <laughs> see, see what's coming. Yeah, along? Hey, see hey. what's coming along there, UFC right. guys. But uh, they're getting what sixty one percent of the pie. Yeah, sixty one. For the money that it generates, for especially NFL guys. We're also talking about hundreds of millions more dollars involved. Yeah, we're talking it literally. It's a nine billion dollar industry yeah. a year. A year. A year. That's that's quite a bit of money. It takes in enough money to fund France. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. Point being is that these guys, you know, in order for them to get the NBCs and the Foxes and the CBSs and the, you know, for shit for them to fund their own network, they got to get paid by these networks for their their product. Without these players, there's not a product. Without the, I understand the counterpoint is without the owners, there isn't a product. Sure. I get it. But the owner pretty much sits back and counts his money. Well, who's paying for these stadiums? Mainly the cities. No, not to build them. The upkeep. Okay. That would be the owners. Who's promoting? That would be the owners. Who's... Hey, they're still getting 40 or 39% of the pie. Sure. But the players are playing. You need players to play. Absolutely. You need owners to own. But that's all they're doing. It's just playing. Yeah. Very, very true, dude. And taking voluminous amounts of illegal drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and they're not getting sport. arrested. The thing that I found hilarious the other days, I, I was, again, listening to the radio. Somebody was saying how, yeah, they only test, as long as you're not in the NFL substance abuse program, they test you in the preseason. If you're cool, you're cool to the next year. Yeah, you're good. So you can, I always wondered how Ricky Williams got away with it. How yeah. he smoked pot. And He'd truthfully, yeah, <laughs> really, that's all it takes. And he got sick of that and retired. Yeah. <laughs> Went out to Tanzania or something, wasn't it? Then he ran out of money for pot and came back. <laughs> well, and the Dolphins sued him. They the wanted, yeah, they wanted their uh, signing bonus. They wanted money his back. pot money. Yeah, they wanted his pot money, which signing bonus money. I brought him back real quick. All right, so I, we beaten this one to death yet, or what? No, I mean, you know, it's one of these things where nothing happens until it happens. Yeah. And yeah, they announced it. Great, this has happened so many times before. The best way to do it is one of two ways: you either get big name fighters, which right now they maybe they have. If St. Pierre hasn't fought in three years, is really not that guy for the UFC anymore. He's been replaced. They've got Rousey and McGregor to beat their top draws. McGregor actually draws more than St. Pierre ever did. So, you got Velasquez, who, by his own admission, he's got a title eliminator fight coming up. If he wins, he's the number one contender. Right after that, he's having surgery. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good to hear. Right, yeah. 
Better before, better after than before, I guess. Yeah, right. From a promotional standpoint, not from his standpoint. Shit. I mean, yeah. I was. If I needed surgery, I needed surgery. I'm done. I'm not fighting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'll fight my next. You know, I'll right. fight. After, yeah, after I'm recovered or whatever. Even to get my well, number one spot. I was trying to form a union against the company that's paying for his surgery. Right. <laughs> but um, and then you got Donald Cerrone, who sure is popular, but he's never been a champion. He's not that guy. Uh, Tim Kennedy, who. Sure, Tim Kennedy, great. Yeah. He's a good fighter. Good fighter. But, yeah, whatever. But you said to me that they were very careful in not calling this a union and not saying... Absolutely. Basically, it's a whole different legal designation. Basically keeping it vague for a reason. Yeah. So once we find out what they're going to do with it, then we can probably have a more educated discussion on it. Sure. You know, what it's going to be, what it's going to look well, like. Well, it's like a players association. Not exactly. a union, but it does a union stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an undercover cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not, not really. dressed like a cop, but he's he's doing he's cop stuff. Cop stuff. Yeah. All right. So the let's... other the other the other option you have here is to get a whole bunch of fighters, like over half the roster, to join this thing. Otherwise, it's not going to do anything. You can't get the big fighters. McGregor only cares about McGregor. Yep. He's not going to fight for the little guy. Uh, Rousey's actually represented by WMA, <laughs> so there's no way she's doing it. Nope. You know. So what do you think, and I know this is Bellator guys trying to, to start this or whatever. Ex-Bellator guys. Yeah. Fired his ass. Yeah. But do you think that the whole idea of this thing is because, or maybe, I don't know, you cut off some of their, well, UFC at least, some of their endorsements. You have to wear the Reebok stuff now. You can't go out there looking like a NASCAR driver. Right, well, they're paid for the Reebok stuff. They're not paid nearly what they made in sponsors. Nearly. There are people who, there are people who retired over it. Brandon sure. Shaw retired because he lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on these endorsements. Um, the other side of the coin, if you need hundreds of thousands of dollars to feed your family a year, yeah, but we're not talking. are not really about, doing it right. Yeah, but we're not talking about guys that you know. What Kraft mac and cheese is good, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, after you've been eating steak and shrimp every night, you know. Sure, but again, that's that's on you. And you've given and you've given Should've your life. Your money. You've yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alright, dude, we only got a few more minutes left. We gotta wrap this up with some WWE. Going into WWE TLC. We've got only two real matches of note. I mean, you got Baron Corbin and Kalisto. Baron Corbin and Kalisto. Which, yeah, great. Um, end it, please. End that feud. End that program. Yeah. It, the, Corbin's a good worker. He's, you know, he's, he's doing his lone wolf thing. He's, he's a great heel. He didn't care about nothing. Great heels are hard to find these days because most of the heels are cheered. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the faces are chilled too. And some of the cheered. faces are cheered, yeah. There's a whole roster full of tweener. Yeah. But uh you got Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Oh again. Sounds the, good. The final one. This is it. Yeah. Until next time they fight each it. other in the rumble next month. Yeah. And you know. Uh the only the big interesting match is, is Becky Lynch defending against Alexa Bliss again, but in a tables match. It was the first women's tables match. And, uh, you know, the women's movement is going strong. They're getting gimmick matches now. They did the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. They made a fan of that show. Hey, good for them. Yeah. And it was a good match. Sure was. Ending was botched completely. Yeah, was it? Yeah, absolutely completely botched. But they had this, you know, they had Sasha lose her title in her hometown. But, what was it, Monday? They had Charlotte win Charlotte, it. Lo- yeah. Charlotte lost it to Sasha in her hometown. hometown yeah. Moral of the story, don't, don't defend your title in front in of your, your family. Home, yeah. <laughs> right. Even if Flair come out and hug Sasha. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, wow. They just signed him to a, an actual contract. Right. You know, it's, not a, uh, it's not a Legends dealer. He's back. Right. He's back, back. So I'm assuming he's getting involved in this somehow. It's somehow. Yeah. Or he's know. just going to be that, you know. Or maybe the best idea for him is something they kind of hinted at. 
quite a few years ago. Yeah, evolution. best ideas. Holy shit, the ratings are down. Do something. <laughs> Maybe a, a real stable for Horseman. Maybe. I mean, you want to do a real the, stable. J.J. Dillon. You want to do a real stable in the WWE right now. You got to do a shooter stable. You can get guys who are legitimately good wrestlers like Jack Swagger, like Cesaro, that don't get the push they deserve, maybe, or just can't really connect with the fans. But if you put them in their element and like a shooter stable like that, you got something there. And you've got a lot of guys that are in the undercard that probably deserve better, maybe deserve, or just be better suited yeah. in like a shooter stable. And that'd be great. I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. like an old varsity club. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dr. Death. Steve Williams. Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda. There you go. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan was the head of right. it. Right. Before he went uh, gothic or whatever the hell right. he did. Yeah. Before he lost his mind and yeah. killed Chris Benoit. Yeah. Another show. That's a joke. <laughs> Another <laughs> That's joke. That's a joke. Because there, there are actually conspiracy theories uh, out there. There's conspiracy theories that you caused 9-11. So, well, I mean. <laughs> all right. So, what's You the are drinking event? German beer. Yeah. <laughs> What is a what, what's another match? AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose for the six thousand four hundred thirty eighth time. Okay, but this time it's tables, ladders, and chairs, which mm. is great because it works in the sense that Ambrose Ambrose will take crazy, insane bumps. Yep, and Styles is great when you just let him go. Yep, and I think in a match like that, you can let him go. Your the only hindrance really is the fact that you're in a PG era, which absolutely castrated Lesnar Ambrose. Yeah. But what was the point of having a chainsaw if you didn't ever use it? Like, <laughs> you didn't even hit him with it when no, it was no, off. I'm thinking about the Jericho match with the potted plant. And the thumbtacks. Yeah. Whoa, good for Jericho. Yeah. Man, Jericho is over. Yeah, but still is. Absolutely. God bless. And he's sticking around until it's over. He's yeah. having fun. He is. I think he really is. And what's good you got to wrap it up every now and again, though, because they're booking Kevin Owens as champ where he can't win without Jericho. They had him wrestle a uh, role against uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Jericho wasn't involved. Yep. I and saw, uh, Owens lost. And they were actually like inferring that it was because Jericho wasn't with him. Yeah. That's not a way to book your champion. Come not on. at all. I mean, they don't put the champion cheap heat like anywhere. that is a good idea every once in a while. Every once in a while, done but correctly. If you actually make it the gimmick of his title run, yeah. I mean, like for in, again, the aforementioned, uh, the aforementioned Ric Flair. Sure. Couldn't win without the Horseman. Couldn't win without uh, JJ Dillon. Uh, first clash of the champions. He's JJ's in a fucking monkey cage, twenty feet above the ring. He throws him a shoe. You know sure. what I mean? When you do it correctly, it adds something to it. It they makes the last... lets the heel be be the heel. You'll get a kick out of this. They had the last NXT show was the takeover in Toronto. Okay. Where uh, Joe won the title back from Nakamura. Yep. And they're rematching that in Tokyo on the 8th. I did see that. So yeah, I read something about we'll that. We'll probably be talking about that on the next show. Okay. Because if it was anything like the last match, it would be good. Um, but they had the finals of the Dusty Classic. It was um, TM61, who is the Mighty Don't Heal, a team from Australia. Okay. And very good team. And um, great team, too. Why don't they just be the Mighty Don't Heal? Yeah, yeah. This is TM sixty one, whatever. I guess the authors of pain who are big destroyer guys, and uh, they had the authors of pain manager who happens to be Paul Eller ah. suspended from a cage in the middle of the ring for no apparent reason, just cause, just to do it, just to get Paul Ellering on TV. <laughs> like, well, he's their manager. And then like, the match ended. The authors of pain won. They lowered Ellering down and celebrated with him, and that was all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. But uh, yeah, you got Joe and Nakamura on the eighth. And then, um, winner of that fight's Bobby Roode at the next takeover. Yeah, he's back. The glorious Bobby Roode. He's back with, uh, what's his name? on commentary I saw for the 205 Live. Who was that? Uh, I didn't catch that. Austin Aries. Austin Aries, yeah, because he got his eye destroyed. Yeah. He got titanium plates for the rest of his life in his eye because Nakamura kicked him. Wow. He's the king of strong style for a reason. Yeah, right. So I watched, I rewatched this match with Sami Zayn. Yes, and uh, Aries is done then, huh? No, he's not done. He's got to keep. You got to keep him on TV. Yeah, plates in your eye. I don't know if you should be kicking it. Same reason Conor McGregor got a boxing license. Got to keep people talking. Yeah, it's the truth. The guy's off having a having a kid with his wife. He's gonna be you know, gonna be around for a few months. Yeah. So we'll do, 
get the boxing license. It's funny that I did hear that uh, you're not fighting Mayweather. Mayweather's camp came out and said, "No, it's a joke. Yeah. Get out of here." He yeah. might box, but he ain't boxing Mayweather. Nah, uh, we'll see. Mayweather doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, but he wants money. He's got uncashed checks that would pay Conor McGregor. He's hundred million dollars that he's demanding. Yeah, he's got the check for the Pacquiao fight. Still, he's still got it. Huh? He's got the check. Hundred million dollars, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll cash this one of you." <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! That check could go bad after ninety days, so or six yeah, months. Frame it and put it on his wall. You don't need it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> imagine see. not needing a hundred million dollars. I'm just thinking about Mike Tyson right now. Like how much yeah. money uh, they say he got spoiled by. Mike Tyson would kill Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> and so would Floyd Mayweather for that matter. Yeah. Uh, All right, fine. I'll have to concede. All right, so that's the WWE. That's uh, we've done some WWE, did some UFC. Uh, or MMA, I guess we'll say. Did some hockey. All right. Even did some football. What the, who you got to wrap it up? Eagles, Bengals, who you got? You're going back to this, huh? You saw that I was non-committal. Right. Obviously, my heart's with the Eagles, but no Bengals. You're going Bengals? Going Bengals. Wow. Yep. They're going to have to do it with the, uh, was it Eifert, the tight end? Yeah. Yeah, you shut down him. What do you got? Not A.J. Green or uh, Gio Bernard, huh? Right. Gio Bryan. I kept making that mistake earlier <laughs> before we started recording. He says... Please, God, don't say it on the show. So I had to. Yeah, to make sure. So you got the Eagles, I'm assuming? Uh, oh. I, you know, I could see the Eagles. It, it's the way this team works this season, where they'll all of a sudden have a strong game. All of a sudden, they'll beat the shit out of Pittsburgh, or they'll beat Atlanta. Everybody goes, oh, maybe. And then they'll lose four games, and everybody goes, oh, man, I guess not. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the... Uh... Yeah, this is going to be that game. They're going to beat Baltimore. They're not going to win any of the division games. Yeah, they win this game. Get a little confidence back. Oh, don't, don't, don't. I'm doing it. Don't. They could run the table. Yeah, they could run the table. So just what? because it's crazy. So what? Because it's crazy. You run the table, you're 10-6, and six, you make the playoffs. No, you, you don't make the playoffs. Why don't you? You beat the Giants, so now the series is tied. You split with the Giants. And you split with the Redskins. You split with the Redskins. And you split with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are in. They're, they're yeah, Cowboys are in. I'm pretty sure they're mathematically in at this point. I think they are, actually. Anyhow. NFC East is the only division that's not up for grabs right now. Yeah. Or maybe the AFC East. Yeah, probably the AFC because that's where New England hangs out. Right. Probably AFC West. Well, no, they still... The Chargers are coming. The Chiefs are still there. Yeah. Even though the, uh, the Raiders are playing pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, we, we're trying to wrap this up. So, what do you got to say? <laughs> like I said, I think the Eagles are pulling out. I do not expect... The over-under is like 42. <laughs> oh, give me that under. Yeah, really. <laughs> give me that under. Holy shit. Even Unless, if it was like 36, I'd still want the under. Me too. <laughs> like, like we were just talking about it. You know, yeah, this four, is not going to be. 21-14. It's going to be a rough game to watch. I'm going to have to skip this one. <laughs> like, I think the Flyers are playing that day. I'll yeah. watch the Flyers game. It's a good idea. But uh, uh, Penn State's playing this weekend. Temple's playing this weekend. Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about the Penn State. Flyers Blackhawks tomorrow. Who you got? With my vast hockey knowledge, I'm going to have to say the Blackhawks. All right. This is my vast hockey knowledge. That's actually a vast hockey knowledge. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Blackhawks, too. Really? Yeah. The Blackhawks always, always. Kick the shit out of us. You can say it. No, I wouldn't say kick the shit. They kicked the shit out of us earlier this season. <laughs> Boy, that did. game sucked. They went up 4 nothing. We came back and tied it, and they won 7-4. to They were like, oh, shit, you guys are still here? <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> but, uh, all right, we'll go to UFC now. Uh, Rousey Nunes, who you got? Oh, that's way too early for this. That's I mean, you know who it's going to be. what, four weeks? Yeah, it's way too early. You know I got that around. You know, I, I don't. I always think with the wrong head. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't think her heart's in it anymore. It's the same reason. They showed Misha Tate between rounds. At the end of that, she almost that fight. She wasn't coming out. She literally, at the end of the fight, she walked right up to her coach and said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Man. I, my heart's not here. 
And if my heart's not here, I'm just out here getting my ass kicked. Because that's the thing. If your heart's not into it, you're just... You're getting your ass You don't kicked. care. Yeah. So you're not going to train as hard. You're not going to fight as hard. You're just going to get your ass handed to you. Yep. And I'm not going to waste three months of my life training for a fight where I'm just going to go in there and get punched in the face or wherever. It's true. WWE-TLC. Styles Ambrose. Who you got? I got Styles. Yeah, me too. But uh, a little bit of a run. But what do you do it? That roster's so thin. Like, who's after Ambrose? Yeah, in that program. Yeah, it's been going on the since the brand, brand split. They're in a weird spot where we, well, we talked about this earlier. There's too many guys to keep it without a brand split. There's just too many. Yeah, but there's not enough to do a brand split. Not a star power. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of so who between. Who, who have we talked about? Who's back that would fill that little need? Who's that? Taker. Taker? Yeah, for a couple months. Hey, it's not like it, it's not like the old days. Where, Easier uh, move would be to have Nakamura go over on the 8th, move Joe on to up. fight Bobby Roode and bring up Joe. I was going to ask you that when we were talking about that. When, when's Joe coming up? You could bring up Nakamura. You could do it the other way and bring up Nakamura, but you'd have a harder sell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like my uh, my ultimate hero there, the great Muda. Yeah. So still can't speak English. Sure. Uh, Nakamura can speak English. Not well, but I mean, he can <laughs> speak it better than Muda did. But you're still... The NXT audience in the WWE Universe is still... There's still a divide. Not a divide so much, but there's a disparity there. Mm-hmm. Where one's a whole lot bigger. They don't give a shit about NXT. They want to see fucking John Cena and Roman Reigns and these guys that they know. These guys that are established are. They don't want to watch NXT because they don't know any of these guys. Well, that's what those TNA guys fight now, isn't it? They got Eric Young down there. They yeah. got fucking Bobby Roode, who was great down yeah. there. Uh, after the show, you heard his theme music. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Let's do it after the show. Um... You bring up Joe, and it's 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 automatic credibility almost for Joe or for the. For He's the Scott. guy who killed the last vestiges of the Hart family males in, in WWE. <laughs> well, poor, poor Tyson kid. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, he's he's lucky dead. he's not dead though. I mean, you look at the injury. He had to get the C one and C two fused. That doesn't right me. up on the base of his skull. Doesn't impress me. Yeah. Well. Just doesn't. It's the most impressive thing Tyson Kidd's ever done. That it is. That it Which is. is a shame. He, he was on a roll at the time, too, though, with his team with Cesaro. Yeah, he really was. But he that, was on a roll. Oh, that's Cesaro still uses the sharpshooter to this day. He used to before. Right, when he was with Tyson Kidd. Not, he used to be. Come on, I used to watch him in our You know what else he does nowadays? 619. Does he really? He does. Well, that's funny. And it's just as ridiculous as you can imagine. <laughs> but he's got, a good, he's got a good thing going with Shane. So, like, it's... More of a comedy, but it's fun. We both agree styles. We'll talk next week about where we're going to go from here. Yep. Because I have no idea. Well, maybe we'll know next week. Yeah. Uh, Taker comes in and interrupts the match. Or... Sure, maybe. Or something. But that's going to be it for this week. That was an inaugural show. I feel it went well. I hope you feel the same. We will be back doing the weekly show. We'll be back next week with round two. And we'll be talking the same old stuff. Kicking ass and taking names. Thanks for listening. And have a great week.